Welcome, Gasters, to this Gascast Scout Report episode for Saturday's game against Ipswich at Portman Road. I'm your host, Tom Metcalf, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Ipswich fan Jack Prentice. Welcome, Jack. Thank you very much for the warm welcome. Ah, more than welcome. Uh, Rovers have had a largely successful pre-season with some of the youngsters like Walker and Hargreaves catching the eye in Ghana's new 3-4-3 system. Ipswich, on the other hand, have had a bit of a gruelling pre-season. They've played Spurs and West Ham and so, you know, they're expected losses, that's fair. But a loss to Cambridge in their last outing has already put Paul Lambert under pressure. Um, Jack, Paul was, he was already under pressure from last season after finishing 11th. Um, how are you feeling about him at the minute? Um, not great. I think if you'd have asked me at the start of last season, I'd have, I was, was happy with him because there was evidence of a plan. But from about October, it was... After the international break, we were on telly against Accrington. Since since then, um, we've lost all all sort of identity, all all sorts of a plan, um, and yeah, so many changes from one match to the next. A random lineup generator has sort of been in force, um, and it's been much of the same in pre-season. We looked like we were going to play some good stuff against Tottenham on West Ham. We did play some good stuff on the ground and I was slightly more encouraged. And then against Cambridge, which is sort of a bit cockeyed, really the wrong way round, we started lumping it long. So he's, he's, I'll give him sort of six, six to ten games to see if, if he's learned from last season. But um, yeah, at the moment, not entirely enamoured with him. No, given the uh, the random team generator, um, what what system are you expecting to play? What kind of formation? The only thing I can guarantee is there'll be eleven players on the pitch. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's looking like it will probably be a four three three, but I, I couldn't tell you who'd, who'd start up front. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what the front three is going to look like. Because we've signed Hawkins from the big lad from from Portsmouth. He was in against Cambridge. Everyone's sort of suggesting Norwood might go, and I, I don't see that happening. And then we've got Caden Jackson um, as the other striker who, who can't play in the three up top. So I, I couldn't t- couldn't sit here and honestly give you uh, an idea as to what what the first eleven will look like. I think it'll just be sort of a continuation of pre season, if I'm totally honest. Just a completely random, just whatever f- sticks to the wall kind of thing. Pretty much. Um, I could sort of think that if, if Vincent Young's back from injury, then he'd probably get the go at, uh, at right back. I could tell you that Ward, Stephen Ward, guy we signed as a, as a free transfer at left back, former Stoke and Wolves international, is probably, uh, no, former Stoke and Wolves player, Ireland international. Um, it's probably one of the better signs we've made. I said he'd start, but beyond that, I know that Flynn Downs isn't playing because he's submitted a transfer request and we've, we've given him a bit of time off. But beyond that, I couldn't, couldn't tell you an awful lot, to be honest. I, I just simply don't know. No idea. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you have had a few ins and outs over the summer. You mentioned a few, Stephen Ward and Ollie Hawkins there. Uh, the other one was David Cornell. You've got two or three, two out of the three of them to start in your guest lineup. What about David Cornell? No, I wouldn't start it. I, I would suggest that he'll be behind Thomas Holy in the pecking order. Holy started the season really well last season, made a, a one mistake, um, and then we put Will Norris in, who made a, a catalogue of errors. 
last season and then it just seemed to sort of you know, flip-flop according to which mood he felt in as to which goalkeeper started. I think we changed goalkeeper like 11 times last season from one match to another. So, uh, honestly, I, I would suggest that Cornell probably won't start. But I can't say that with any confidence, to be honest. <laughs> I just, just, there's no telling with Paul Lambert at the moment. No telling. No, no. Sounds, um, yeah, sounds absolutely mental. Um, in pre-season... Uh, you mentioned that you played some like good football against Spurs and West Ham. Was that a specific kind of system there? Was it like a four-three-three, yeah. quite fluid, or was it? Yeah, it, it was a four-three-three with um, you know a couple of dynamic midfielders, especially against West Ham with with Downs, um, Dizel, and, and Bishop. All they all played quite well. I mean. We give away against Tottenham and against West Ham some terrible goals, so the, the scoreline looks harsher than it should have been. But in general, it, it, it wasn't bad. Um, you know, we, as I say, played sort of between the lines. We didn't lump it long. There, there looked like there was evidence of a blank coming in. Okay. Um, you know, we got whacked 4-1 and, and 3-0, but against Premier League teams, West Ham's in particular was a good Premier League side. You expect that. Um, and, yeah, if, if, if we were to start with, with that lineup, I'd be a little bit more confident ahead of the game on Saturday. But uh, it's, it just seems sort of wishy-washy and a bit mixed, really. Just There's, there's no... As I say, I've said a couple of times now that I can't sit here and tell. I know it's meant to be a scout report, so I'm meant to try and tell you what will happen. I, I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, it sort of, sort of defeats the object, really, but I, I just can't. No yeah, idea. Yeah, no, tell it as it is, absolutely. Um, kind of sounds a little bit like maybe with Ollie Hawkins coming in for the one, one pre-season game, he's just thought, big lad, lump it long kind of thing. Um, well, go on. From what I've seen of, of Hawkins, if you get the right service in, he'll get your goals. If you mm. keep him in the penalty area and if you get a good service in, you know, he's, he's six feet six, so he's good with his head. He's got a decent touch and he, he seems to me to be a bit of a poacher um, from, from what I've seen of him. Um, but that would, there's always the temptation with him up top to just lump it along and hope for the best. And we did that against Cambridge and, you know, there was nobody. He just there. There was nothing there. So there was no point. It was a pointless exercise. The ball kept coming back to us. Yeah, I mean, with with us um, this season playing three at the back, the, normally the centre, the middle centre back is um, Max Amo, who we signed from Gillingham. And he's a bit of a beast, to be honest. Like, I can't see um, I can't see Hawkins getting much change out of him if you're going to go long. If you know it is a bit more on the ground, um, yeah, you might be able to put, uh, pose us a few more problems. Um, you mentioned Flynn Downs. Um, you mentioned that he's handed in a transfer request. It's Palace that have bid for him, but it looks like the valuation that you've got is quite far away from what Palace are willing to pay. Yeah. Um, looking out from a Premier League club's perspective, you know, you look at a, a club in League One um, who, who are now with that wage cap um, and, you know, the, we've got to make changes anyway because we've had our sort of parachute season. You know, you probably could think, okay, well, we can pick him up for this amount, but it 
he's too valuable to us to let go go on the cheap. He's he's a dynamic midfielder. He adds bite, uh, and we're we're a poorer side without him. We're a poorer side when he when he didn't play uh, last season. He's he's a tough tackling. He's a bit of a throwback, really, um, and. Because he hasn't got many goals, he hasn't got um, many assists to his game yet. Palace obviously sort of value him as him sort of a defensive midfielder or maybe a box-to-box midfielder. And the bottom line is he is, you know, the one player we had last season with a bit of dynamism. So I, I take closer to Palace's valuation than what Marcus thinks we're going to get. Mark, I mean. We've valued him at eight million pounds. There's not a cat and hell's chance we're going to get that. There's 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 no chance of that at all. I would think if Oxford were able to get two and a half million for the boy, uh, was it Rob Dickey? I think seven and a half. I would think we're probably sort of realistic anyway in, in asking for about three and a half with a couple of potential add-ons or maybe a loan loan back or another player in on loan. That's probably where where we'd go. I'd imagine. And he's not going to be playing on Saturday. No, no, he's he's out of the team because we've given him a couple of days off because of obviously his agents probably started talking to him saying, "Get you this, don't play that." And if we cut time, he loses a bit of value. And you'd expect him to play in the League Cup for Crystal Palace. You'd expect him. That's where he'd start. To be honest, is in the cup games. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, I mean. Great news for us, really. Sounds like the standout player. Um, who else would you pick out of the potentials to start um, as your kind of standouts, ones to watch? If Vincent Young plays, um, it'll be a threat down our right-hand side. He was in the, the nine games that he managed last season because of injury. Uh, he scored a couple of goals, got a couple of assists as well and was was a genuine threat. He should add a couple more. Um last season you've got that probably I would suggest if depending on what the formation is if Caden Jackson and Norwood plays as a 4-4 as two up top and a 4-4-2 then they dovetailed very well last season when Norwood was fit we've got another player coming back who's a winger he's sort of an inside forward if you're sort of into football manager that's what you'd sort of see him as uh, called Jack Lancaster hasn't played for a couple of years but when he played in the season when we went down in the championship he was very very good he stood out in he was certainly one of the best of a bad bunch so if if those players were to play and if I've managed to guess correctly what's going to happen then I would expect that those four would be the sort the, the ones to watch, whether they're starting or whether they come off the bench. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sounds like you've got a, a decentish squash at uh, a squad. It's because I'm really thirsty and thinking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a, a good squad. It's yeah. it's a good squad when when used properly and when used with any kind of a plan. I'm not being arrogant. It, it should have gone up. Um, or it should have at least sort of been in the playoffs, and to fall away as we did, I, I can't, I, I can't fathom how it happened. It just, it all, all fell apart at the end of January, really. Yeah, I mean, we've seen big teams kind of get stuck down here, like Sunderland, a perennial example, obviously. Um, if you well, go on. 
Sheffield United as well got stuck here for six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does happen. Stuck here for that. If we get stuck here for that amount of time, we'll we we'll, won't be leaving the way we want to go. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I don't see it happen. Um, it is a cup game on Saturday. Uh, no replay. Um, who, if you were to get through, who would you want in the next round? Who would be top of your list? Depends where the fans are allowed in. Um, if fans are allowed in, I'd like to play in Norwich, maybe, to try and sort of right the wrong. If fans aren't allowed in, then just a team that's a lower division than us that we might might have a, have a chance of beating, to be honest. But with the situation we're in now, I think they're saying that we could be part of a test or there could be some tests going on which could involve town fans towards the end of the month. I don't know. I've just seen that in an article just before I come on. Um, then maybe it might be part of that. But, you know, it's it's so difficult at this point to sort of say, you know, what would really excite me because being there and sort of being at the game would be the thing first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with the, the trial, I think it's Cambridge that are allowed... Um, two of their games are allowing fans in as a kind of trial and then they're going to go from there so yeah I mean if if your team is one of the teams that gets selected for a trial that's unbelievable really um, can I trouble you for a score prediction mm, um, with with my best guess I'd probably say maybe a 1-1 or a 2-2 two, two. Um, I don't see us certainly winning in 90 minutes um, I'd thing actually with the business that you've done you're probably in a stronger position than us um i'd say yeah probably a 2-2 is what i'm going to say about savvy shot and then you know when it gets the penalties when it gets the penalties it's a lot at that point yeah fair enough i've i've gone for nil nil um just because we've lost jch um to posh and we haven't replaced him yet and our defence is really strong this year. Um, so I think a nil-nil uh, during 90. And then I've got Rovers to win on penalties because we've been quite good on penalties the last few years. So I feel like... We've not. feeling about it. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I saw us lose a couple of years ago uh, Exeter on a Tuesday night on penalties. Um, that's, I think, probably the last probably last time we are in a penalty queue. Oh, I can't remember anything else since. Um Maybe, maybe against extra. No, that was extra time. No, uh, I don't know what our records like in penalty shootout. So I can only go based on the one I've seen at Exeter, to be honest, which was a great night. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's all we've got time for tonight. Thank you very much for your time, Jack. And thanks for having thank me you. on. Oh, more than welcome. You've been brilliant. Um, and thank you guys says for listening uh, if you enjoyed this please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and that just leaves me to say up the gas up the town